What's happening, Chit Chatters? Welcome to another episode of Coaching for Millennials. In today's episode, I'm going deep into the three secrets to be successful as a leader in your career. You're going to want to bring your pen and paper for this episode and your favorite drink, as usual, to really dive into this one because I'm going hard. Let's dive in. Are you struggling to find your purpose in life? Do you feel like something is missing and you need some guidance? Do you often feel unfulfilled with what you're doing on a day-to-day basis? Well, I'm here to tell you, you don't have to feel that way anymore. I'm here to help you through your journey in life to gain clarity, find purpose, and passion. My name is Jose Miguel Longo. I'm a gay Hispanic, a husband, dog daddy, advocate for social justice, and DEI. Ally for all LGBTQ+, a career and life coach and millennial born in 1983. I have spent my time since the age of 14 working my way around the world of work. I know my God-given talents are to help those around me to gain clarity in their lives while finding their passion and purpose. For the last decade, I've spent my time coaching college students and alums from all three generations, X, Y, and Z, in designing their career stories and mapping what they want to do in their lives. Whether it's gaining clarity in who you are and what you're meant to do, learning to build a resume or write a cover letter, holding you accountable and building your career journey, or designing your life, the podcast Coaching for Millennials is a how-to guide for all things career, life, and a sprinkle of everything in between. It is an all-inclusive space for meaningful conversations on topics happening in our world right now. It is a space for people to go on a holistic journey in uncovering their passion and purpose. I'm here for all generations, no matter what you identify as. If you're seeking to transition from a career industry or job to another, or ready to transform your life completely, I got you, boo. Whatever the fantasy you're trying to create, let me make it happen. If you're ready to start the journey to explore your passion and purpose, get focused on gaining clarity to transform you to a place that will fuel you, inspire you, and sprinkle some joy and laughter in between, it's time to dive into coaching for millennials. What's going on, Chatters? So welcome to another episode of Coaching for Millennials. Today's episode, I'm sharing with you the three secrets to be successful as a leader in your career. And you don't necessarily need to be a leader to be successful, and you don't necessarily have to be um, successful to do these things. These are just things that I think most leaders lack and i shouldn't say most maybe a lot of leaders lack um to not (laughs) to not put everybody in a box but i know that people who are in leadership roles struggle with this because they feel ultimately that they would be perceived as weak if they demonstrated any of these particular competencies so this kind of falls into the category of what are leadership competencies And what are the most important competencies that an individual needs to be successful in their career? And the reason I wanted to highlight these three specific ones is because I think that in my career, I have placed an emphasis in showing up for these particular competencies to the point where I'm recognized for them by my teams in many of my roles. And 
I think that as we look at 2020, 2021, and we continue to see the impact of the pandemic and this huge, huge great resignation that we're experiencing, it ultimately has become extremely important for these skills or these competencies to show up. So let's dive in with what this means. Now, a competency is a form of a skill, but it's also a way of highlighting your ability to connect with individuals and connect with a team and connect with um, others. So the importance of this is that you need to lean in and lead, which is super powerful, with courage and authenticity. And if there's anything that all three of these particular, they're not secrets, but I'm calling it that. It's just a nice tagline. If there's anything that these particular themes and secrets have in common is courage and authenticity. So let's start with the first one. And by the way, I talk about these all the time in the podcast, and I think it's super important to continue to bring them up because the more I'm reading articles and having conversations with people about what they're experiencing in their life and what's led them to make changes in their career or transition in from one career to another is specifically because of these things. And I think it's also important to note that we're human beings and being human comes first above all things, regardless of what you do for work or what you where you are. And if you show that ability to be human and you demonstrate the ability to be authentic and courageous in your work, you will win others over, guaranteed. So number one, empathy. Empathy is probably the most common um, competency that is lacked amongst leaders in the workplace. And I speak to the workplace specifically because it's right now what people are exactly looking for as it relates to their lives. And yeah, we all want to try and get back to business, but we're still living in a pandemic. And the whole reason that everyone was, well, I shouldn't say that. Let me rephrase that. A big part of what everyone is going through right now is that they're not feeling and connecting to the a need for empathy amongst their peers, their colleagues, and their um, supervisors, their leaders. And when you don't have empathy, it creates a disconnect, it creates low morale, it creates people to leave, it creates a potential toxic workplace, um, which, which could be really detrimental to the success of an organization. So, you know, I ask, I say this because I, I've been a product of that environment before and it's not fun and it's hard when people come to you to try and lead as a lead by example, but also when you know that you don't have control over the environment and how that narrative is created and developed. You could only control what's in your immediate environment and your in your surroundings. Anything above that or around that, you can try to shift the narrative and try to lean in and have more conversations. But if other people aren't actively listening to recognize that there is none, then it's it's really hard to make that cultural shift. So let me point out for you 
um, some of the key components to becoming an empathetic leader. Because I think that's really what this is about, is how can someone, and it doesn't, you don't have to be a leader again to do this. This is just something that you should practice, regardless of where you are in your career. And if you're looking to become a leader, great. Now you actually have three particular competencies that you can enhance and develop in your workplace and in your role. So with empathy, listening is probably the most important trait that someone should be presenting. And when I say listening, meaning if someone's coming to you because they need help or they are experiencing something or, um, you know, whatever the issue might be and they're coming to you, you should feel honored that someone's coming to you with that in the first place because that's also important to notate. But listen, listen to what the person is sharing with you. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) I apologize. I'm still dealing with this crazy, ridiculous cough that just seems to linger. Um, Listen to what the person's coming to you with, but that also requires to be present. So in the listening portion of that, you need to demonstrate your comprehensibility to read someone's body language, understand the place they're coming from, verify and, 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 and understand their emotion. Being present also requires you to put yourself in the situation of where the person is, meaning leaving judgment out the door and leaving it behind because regardless of what that person's going through, they're a human just like th- just like you and there's blood pumping through their veins just like yours. So listen, be present, um, take an active interest in what the person's coming to you with to share. If you really want to be a transformative um, leader in your workplace or in your um, current job or in your future, being able to listen, be present, and take an interest is going to require work on your part. But know that you should be authentic in your ability to show up. Um, I've already mentioned leaving judgment behind, but I think it's also important to mention that's a, a very critical trait to this process, um, as it is to be able to understand other people's body language and kind of reading the room. Um, They're clearly here because they need to be heard and people want that space to be heard. They want to be seen. Um, But also understanding someone's emotions. It's about being compassionate. Um, And and the biggest thing that I will say, because again, these are all traits that are specifically under that competency. All of these have three consistent similarities, and that's showing up with courage, authenticity, and power, and the ability to to be consistent um, in doing these practices, because there's skills just as much as their competencies, but there's practices that you should be including in your life and not just in work, okay? Now, gratitude is the second one. I always practice an attitude of gratitude. It's been my motto for as long as I can remember. I think when you go through different experiences in life that are life-changing and altering, you you tend to have a different appreciation for what you experience in life and what you ultimately want. And treating every experience 
from a place of gratitude, regardless of the outcome, is going to get you a lot further. Um, because sometimes you may be bitter about something or you may be angry about something or have a certain emotion about it. But if you lean in just a little bit with forgiveness towards those emotions of that experience, then gratitude can show up. And at the end of the day, when you're a leader and you lean with gratitude, that's leading by example. And gratitude requires a lot of you know, consistency, which I mentioned again already is, you know, one of the the top traits. It requires authenticity, but also, you know, one of the, the other traits that's important to know is personality. You need to show your people as a leader how you are grateful for them. And it's not during times of their success because they've achieved something that they were required to do in their job, but it's being consistent about showing up all the time. excuse me, and you want these interactions to be genuine, you want them to be sincere, you want to show up, you know, and and mean it when you do show up. I know in a lot of situations, people who ultimately have this wake-up call, again, COVID provided that wake-up call to about 4.8 million Americans in the month of August, because that's when the last job numbers were out, um, And I haven't seen other ones, so I apologize if there are new ones. But when you talk about 4.8 million people leaving the workforce, just getting up and going with some of them with very little little to zero plans of what they're going to do because they're not being valued. They're not being appreciated. They're not being heard or seen. And this isn't just a leadership problem. It's a corporate environment workplace problem that... Lack of best practices and lack of real, true leadership in showing up is is causing this huge void in the workplace. Now, what I will say about gratitude is that I'm sure that a lot of those people who may be leaving their jobs are feeling confident in the fact that I have to do this for myself and my mental well-being, and it's important for me to lead by example to my kids, my family, my friends, or whatever that might be that's showing up for those people. I keep apologizing because this cough is ridiculous. Let me just take a sip of water and bear with me here for a moment. Okay, so gratitude, you know, again, appreciation for others, um, regardless of if it's a success or if it's a time of contribution or whatever it is, You know, you as a leader, if you have a team, one of the ways I showed gratitude to my team is every single day before the end of the day, I say, thank you so much. I really appreciate everything you do. It means a lot to me. And uh, they they never see me leave without saying that to them. And I never let them leave without me saying that to them. And if I'm not in person with them, I do it via text or I do it via email Um, More commonly, probably text, but in person is usually the way I go. To me, it's important to show people that they're appreciated regardless of what they do in that day. And even if a particular task did not get accomplished, I'm still grateful for you in showing up and your contribution and what you do. And that as a leader requires 
empathy, <laughs> which we just talked about. And it requires authenticity because you want to show up for your team and you want to be consistent. That creates trust. All of these things, and you need to create trust in your team as to be a leader. There's no way that anybody who is a leader, if they have no trust with their team, they're going to fail. Their team is going to have some negative thoughts and feelings about that person because if trust isn't there and you haven't built that and you haven't built a rapport, then you're going to struggle to be able to turn that around. Now, it's not impossible to turn it around, but you have to show up. So again, consistency, authenticity, and um, courage. Courage. The last one, which is probably my favorite because I think that the pandemic has all led us to be a little bit more vulnerable. Um, so vulnerability. I, I think that we've all have given ourselves permission to show up courageously. And some people are are needing a little nudge to do this. You know, the the world shut down, the globe, the world. And for the first time in God knows how long, we were all experiencing something at the same time that was the same. And when I say the same, meaning it was a pandemic and it was COVID, right? Call it, you know, the pandemic caught the, well, how do you say that? COVID caused the pandemic. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> COVID caused the pandemic. So we were living through a pandemic that, that caused a disruption in our lives. Everyone was impacted by that disruption. So that's what I mean when I say we all experienced it. The, the circumstances of how we experienced it were different. But as humans, we were all forced to completely remove ourselves from our day to day. And the, I go I go back to the life and the career aspect because your life was impacted by your career. Sorry, I'm like my fingers are hitting the t the table with 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 enthusiasm and emotion. Um, but our lives were impacted. Um, our careers were impacting our lives with the pandemic, and for the people who have made the decision to leave their jobs and go look for other jobs as the world is starting to come back on. It's because they were vulnerable with themselves to acknowledge their emotions and feelings that came with the pandemic. And the thing that I think important to note here is that vulnerability is a tremendous superpower that a lot of folks, quite frankly, lack, um, especially leaders, because it's always perceived as weak. And I think society has created this connotation that vulnerability is a weakness, when in reality, it's a core skill and competency to be an effective leader. And I really wanted to talk about vulnerability today more than anything else but I then started to reframe how I wanted to present this episode and I thought that these three particular core competencies of leadership were an extension of each other and to make it more succinct 
you I wanted people to understand that you should have all of these combined. Obviously, some of them may show up more than others, but vulnerability, I think, is something that right now leaders need to show up and practice because you want to come from a place where people can find you relatable and seem that you're authentic in your behavior. And if there's anything that we've learned from our experience in the last, I don't know, two years at this point, almost in December, that everything in life has is filled with uncertainty. And if we can provide just a little bit of vulnerability in being human and being fully ourselves and accepting that, you know, physically and emotionally, that things aren't always black and white, that things shift, that we have the power to not just build trust with people, but also encourage other people to be courageous in sharing their vulnerability. And, you know, I follow Brene Brown's work. She is, you know, one of the thought leaders, in my opinion, who for me has shown up consistently when I shamed myself for certain things that I was experiencing in my journey. And, you know, coming 360 or 180 degrees on it, I've learn to accept that even though I was vulnerable in times where I probably shouldn't have been, that I should forgive myself for not for shaming myself for being vulnerable, but also that I was doing what I thought was right in that time. And I think that I, I've really recognized that being vulnerable isn't a weakness. And it's really those specific competencies that make me the leader that I am today. But I think it's also the competency that people who identify as leaders and really aren't leaders, they're just trying to mimic what leaders are, are struggling to do because they themselves have been shaving themselves from presenting vulnerability. <clears throat> the other thing is that like we lose sight of, of being vulnerable because we lack the ability to see ourselves being loved. So there, there's, a, there's a four categories of you know what traits are influenced um, by vulnerability. And I think folks who oftentimes are searching for what vulnerability means and what it really looks like is is because they're struggling to be present, to be intentional. But at the root of it, it's really about building trust and building a emotional intelligence, not just for yourself, but the people around you and helping them feel like they're relatable and they can relate to you. Um, and and as far as the the top four, you know, traits when it comes to to vulnerability, I'll tell you that the ones I think present themselves the most are going to be socially and physically. And you know, I think in the workplace, we sometimes struggle with demonstrating our ability to be vulnerable. But for the most part, I think people who have experienced this pandemic, meaning all of us, um, have to give ourselves some some grace, some forgiveness, and and being able to show up and being vulnerable to to the table and to having a conversation around 
getting out of your comfort zone and create a space for healing and a space that promotes um, vulnerability and people being able to be courageous and showing emotion. And, and, and when you can do that as a leader, how much respect would you gain from your team by doing that? How, what do you think you're going to get out of it? And you're just leveling yourself up. It should be a practice of your own that's consistent all the time. The only way that you're going to build trust with your team is if you're able to show up authentically, courageously, consistently. Those are the traits that make these three competencies successful. It's all it's the goals. Like it's 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 really what can lead someone to be a great leader that people look up to or some or or <laughs> or someone that people despise, which is sad because I don't know that people want to be despised unless you're just miserable, but that's also going back to like what's really going on internally that you're giving off this energy and that you're not demonstrating what it is essential to be a, a strong leader. So I, I mentioned the the socially and physically aspects of it. You know, there's a that the human contact, which comes back to the pandemic pieces, um, and and being able to to be in person with people to to show that emotion. You know, maybe in the workplace physically is kind of hard because that may be seen as unprofessional. But we all are human beings, and we. We want to be loved and respected and most people want to be liked by others. So those two kind of go hand in hand together. <coughs> the other two that I'll mention, which is um, economic and environmental. And I think for folks who were impacted both environmentally and economically, like people lost their jobs and people lost their homes or were homeless, or whatever it might be that was caused by this event. So how do you show up to become vulnerable in, in those spaces? And and some of these things are indirectly and um, impacted by what we're describing. You know, and, and it's it's all part of this journey. Like, if you're a leader in the workplace right now, you should be practice, practicing vulnerability. You should be showing up authentically. You should be creating a space for your team to come together. And and whether it's breaking bread virtually or whether it's enjoying a conversation um, in person, whatever that might be, demonstrate that you can build that relationship. So I hope this was valuable to you because... I know it surely is valuable to a lot of people who are struggling right now in trying to figure things out for themselves. The, the, the things that are really hard is that a lot of us have been very, very fortunate um, to not have been as impacted by the pandemic in a lot of ways. But if you're thinking about your space and your place in work and if you truly are wanting to become a leader yourself, here's a here's a heads up. Start developing and enhancing these three specific criteria and know that you have the power and the ability within yourself to begin to lead with courage, authenticity, and consistency. 
and showing up is is going to help you do that. So Chit Chatters, thank you so much for always showing up for me um, and with me and and being present in these moments. I'm so, so blessed to have such a super fan and a huge following. The podcast is has been my space to be vulnerable and my space to share my knowledge with people when they need it the most. Um, my, I never really have regrets, but I have to say, and it's not a bad thing, my one regret I would say is that I didn't show up sooner and I could have had so much of a bigger impact. And I'm doing it now, right? I'm showing up now as vulnerable as all can be and bringing you content, information, and free coaching and wisdom. But at the same time, I know that there are people who are scared and who are fearful of it. And what I have to say about that is, you know, reach out. I'm here to help guide you and help you explore what that may be and help you navigate those really challenging moments where you don't know how to be vulnerable. And if you want to, let's let's uncover that. I'm going to give you the space and and listen and be present for you through conversation. And I hope that if you are a, someone who aspires to be a leader in your career or in your field, take notes. And if you want to explore that further, I I have my Strengths Quest, um, Clifton Strengths Finder, but Strengths Quest called Both Things, assessment that we can dive deeper in that can help you explore deeper into your own strengths, but also how are these three criterias really connected to um, the competencies? So having said all that, thank you. Thank you so much for listening every week and every episode. And thank you for, for being part of this journey with me. I'm so grateful and so appreciative of it. If this episode brought you value, please be sure to share it with someone who you think needs it. And I'm sending you all my love and light. Have a beautiful day. Hey, Chit Chatter. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. If you found value in today's episode, be sure to share it with the world. We welcome everyone for listening. And if you'd like, please go on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Those reviews mean everything to me and they help the show grow as well as for me to know what topics you want to hear from next. Be sure to go visit to coachingwithjoseamiguel.com or Coaching for Millennials for more up-to-date content, newsletters, blogs, information about coaching for life and career. Thank you so much for being a part of our magical world and for being part of this program. I can't wait to the next episode.